0: Razaban here for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, I've got the very own smart-looking, as always, ver- MTK's very own, hmm. Mr. Spencer Ferron,
1: A.K.A. The Knowledge, Spence. Thank you for addressing me correctly. That that other Asian guy I used to work. With, what's his name? Uni. You know I mean? Who never addressed me properly. I remember he got the interview Max Kellerman and he said, Oh Max Kellerman, you're the knowledge! You're the knowledge! And I said, I'm kicking your mouth, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah it is.
0: he's moved on to a different company now.
1: Yeah, I know, you're at a proper one. But yeah, <laughs> he's freelancing somewhere, you yeah. know, you yeah. know? How are you keeping? listen, um, I'm blessed, highly favoured. Just came back from, from Dubai. Uh I arranged a couple of meets and greets out there with Stormzy and so I got a big up Stormzy's management, big up uh, um, Trevor Williams, my brother. You know what I mean? Um yeah, it was it was really really good and uh, had some business out there that I was taking care of with MTK Global, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed, man.
0: You were known to be affiliated quite a lot with Sky Sports and toe-to-toe, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously moved on to MTK. How's that transition
1: been? Do you, know, do you know what it was? It was this, it was like, people now at Sky, you got to be on staff. I was only there once a week, and they were like, oh, so this, like me, me not doing a lot of the Sky stuff, it's been over a year. But every now and then they'll have things, and I get a call up. So oh, could you wanna go do this and go do that? But uh, myself per se, like being on the on the podcast and that, that died that ages ago. But I've got props Ed Robinson because uh, um, I'm doing a lot of stuff now with just entertainment stuff, especially with, uh, with American artists and that. And Ed Robinson, uh, he helped me with that, so I got props Ed Robinson. You know what I mean, and so yeah, I'm I'm very very grateful.
0: MTK has come a long way in a very small period of time. They've, they've got tournaments, they've got some big names, Billy Joe, Tyson, Fury to say, just a few. They've got charity foundations, and they are aligning themselves up with top rank, one of the biggest broadcasts in America. How has this happened so quickly?
1: Um, two years ago, I sat at the meeting, you can ask Jamie Conlon, you can ask everyone who's around, right, and I sat in this meeting, and I said to everyone, I see MTK Global as being this number one thing in the whole world. And if we're not seeing off that s- script, then something's wrong. And I remember a couple of guys afterwards, like, you know, I'm into this motivational stuff. And then they were saying, bloody hell. And I said, to, I also know the people who, who are behind MTK Global and the, and the driving force of it. Their, their work ethic is ridiculous, know, Seriously. And it is like a family. I mean it. It's like a family. Like... When things were getting cut for me at Sky, um, I'm getting phone calls from the directors at MTK Global saying, listen, Spence, let's start our own podcast. You run it, da da, da And then we're going to do it in synergy with IFL, right? And I said, no disrespect. I don't want really to seem like I'm, I'm, I'm a very proud person. I'm not begging. I said, I'm going to go do my own thing. And like, Tundi Ajayi was saying, Spence, come. I'm ready now. Like Before I didn't think like, I was ready to talk boxing with you because you're like some encyclopedia. I see, you don't have to be, we just go do our thing like we me and Tony's ground together. We did our thing, fight is right. And we're getting mad you see, we're getting mad numbers. I, I get mad numbers just on my Instagram. So I'm really, really grateful for, for that. Cause like there there are people, it's not even that. I get a lot of love from my community, right? So I will I'll be out in a bank. And guys, rah, the knowledge, come here! And they're me and crazy like, nah, you just keep it 100 and dinner. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But you know the rules, if you're everyone's cup of tea, you're a mug, right? And I'm not a mug. And as long as I can uh, give my children the best of life, which and everyone likes to pre my page on my Instagram, like, what, you know like what, I mean? As long as my children get the best of life uh, and, and and can live a standard of living, more so to live a standard of, of, of contribution. And my children, I'm teaching my children from young, like my youngest is only one and a half. You know what I mean? My oldest is 13, so I've got to teach that for the kids. Cause like, the kids are like, oh yeah. My son yesterday, his friends are like, yeah, my dad's rich and all that. So they don't really have this concept yet. So I'm trying to teach him that concept like, yeah, we have to graft. It's not like things are not given to you with anything that you want. You can actually have it, but you're going to have to graft for it. You know what I mean? Just like what you've done, Uni. Use that Fight Hype. When I first saw you, you was this just with a little, little, little yeah, dictaphone, right? Now look at you, you're walking around, you're, you're, you're doing your bit. So it's, everything's a progression, man. Huh?
0: Spence this event that's taking place this week um, mm-hmm. many many years ago maybe ten years ago we had something on sky which was prize fighter
1: it's nothing like um, Fighter.
0: more recently we've had the World Boxing Super Series tournament yeah, yeah. which is kind of more elite and world level this particular tournament itself is it
1: opening up the doors to those fighters who don't get that exposure 100% it is because it's something which is a tournament where people are going to come out to watch the tournament so you have to realize that there's been a big resurgence in boxing. So we have boxing fans now who are not necessarily fans, they're entertainment fans. We're fans of entertainment. So you want to get entertained, just make sure you go get your ticket for your call of this Friday. You'll get entertained because you know what I mean we've got two weight categories, right? So you got the you got the feathers and the and the the super lightweights. Now it's called super lightweights, right? It's always been lightweight to me, but you know what I mean? So you got the 140 guys and the, the 126 guys. So when you look at that, every fight is a good matchup. There's not one like, oh, that's a grotesque mismatch, and because uh, that's not what it's about. It's about promoting and doing things fairly, so people people feel like I spent my money to come out to support, but I got entertained even by the other other guys because there's no fight that's an undercard because it's all leading up to something. To to to, you know I mean to to this big what's it? concophony of the final, and that's what makes this exciting. You know?
0: Which fight kind of are you looking forward to the most?
1: All of them, and the reason why I'm saying all of them, because I don't want to leave out no one. But, um, you know what I mean? Lee Wood, um, Jazzy Dickens, that's gonna be a good fight, you know? That's gonna be a good, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a very, very good fight.
0: People are saying that's Bellew versus Cowell.
1: Yeah, kind of, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm just looking forward to the line itself. It's like um, O'Hara Davis is—he's he, fighting. We've got this, uh, this new, improved O'Hara Davis now. Who's- He's become humble and become very philosophical, get to, you know I mean, look inside outwards now, so you know, we shall see with him as well, but he's just going a good fight, man.
0: Spence, let's, let's talk a little bit about the heavyweight division. It, yes! It, it is ha- that's what I'm here for! It is happening this week, but before we talk about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, let's go back a couple of months to um, Riyadh, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz. Anthony Joshua was clinical and, and he beat the in the rematch. My question is the following. There are many fighters in the past that when they have a certain number of fights, they have a particular style. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a loss or a change in mentality where they adapt a different style. For example, Floyd Mayweather was known as Pretty Boy had a lot more knockouts. Later on when he became more money Mayweather, he was kind of known as a more defensive, but he wasn't yeah, yeah, attacking.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason why he became with well, Mayweather, when he moved up in weight, right, so you gotta think like, Floyd Mayweather, he was um super champion, and lightweight champion, right, he was knocking brothers out, right, then his last clinical stoppage was for the WBC title when he fought gay, right, at 140. Then from then he's got to think like he's suffering from hands as well, and he's saying right, well these guys are actually physically bigger than me because you have got to think about it. He, I'm fighting like welterweights who are who are guys who are most probably coming down from like 170 to fight me. So obviously a smart man is going to think like, well, he, even though he's a knockout artist at, at um, super featherweight, but he's never really been that one punch knockout. It was his sharpness, the crispness, and timing of his shots that used to knock out guys. So he's saying, okay, then, well, I'm just going to evolve my style. And that's what he did. He evolved his style. Um, he owes a lot of that to Pernell Whitaker, um, the former five-weight world champion. But he was saying, like, you know, I used to watch um, what Pernell did, and that made me know that I could work and I could go through the weights because I think when Floyd was like 16 or 17, he sparred with Pernell, and he did really good with him inspiring. So he's people like and that kind of gave him, like, I could actually go and do this. So, you know what? Um, Floyd adapted his style because he knew he was fighting bigger men right and he said well I'm going to kill you, with, I'm going to kill you and not like that, Floyd man, was, has to be like, people going to argue pound for pound he's the best, uh, I don't care about that I'm not, I'm, you know what I mean? because it's how you're going to judge it to say how you know what I mean but nobody has done what he has done for the consecutive amount of years turned out year after year after year after year done what he's done and his mantra of hard work and dedication should be a blueprint for anybody who wants success in their life. You want it? Go graft it. You really want it, graft a little bit harder. And you'll get it. Do you know what I mean? And he he lives by that. He has, he's visualized where he wanted to be in his life. I don't care about the man's personal life. We don't want to jump on his personal life, or is this, is that. No, I think Floyd Mayweather, he's the greatest boxing businessman of all times. Right? Because he's retired now, he's still very wealthy, right? And they still talk about, oh, is he going to come back? And if he does come back, and he must be out in Saudi Arabia, you know he's going to make 300 million. So, you know what I mean? We could talk, you want to talk about Floyd Mayweather, this, that, and all the rest of it, but I'm saying a fantastic boxer, right? Seriously, uh, and one of, no, the smartest businessman in boxing, period. And he's done it his own way.
0: So my question was, Auntie Joshua, Bought in Angel Fernandez and others into his training team um, And had a different style people kind of guess what how he was in a box against Andrew Ruiz yeah. Joshua's gone on record to say himself. It's not always about knocking people out. Are we now seeing a Joshua improving and maturing as a fighter
1: and realizing cool. he is. Listen, man, you know, you know, all these crew bite my lines. I say something, you know, they all right? I'm just being I'm just keeping it 100, right? Uh, I Joshua had to, I was the one who went on record, it was on IFL, with Umar, when's he coming back? When's Umar coming back? It's time, is not time away, he'll be back soon. Okay, when's he coming back? He'll be back soon. Oh, okay, I'm just trying to check, you know? They got rid of him, they bring in another Asian guy, I'm saying, yeah, something you know, funny going there. We're expanding uh, the team. Yeah, uh, okay, right, expansion, right, anyway, so I'm saying, why is Uni laughing? Uni, shut up, you're not even on the channel, right? I'm trying to say to it, so you guys, I was like, you got to keep it 100, and Auntie Joshua had to have boxing people around him. He's got his mates around him with your mates, they're cool. All these men in the cool, they got his back, they got his back. But I mean no, no, seriously, they got his back. But you need some boxing guys around him. So when you get that around you you're talking about the game and you can be like, right, let's go put on this video, let's go watch that fight. But you've got people also critiquing what they're watching. then you're gonna go pick up. You can't be, you know what I mean? If I know, say so, I wanna go kick football, I'm gonna have bare footballers around me. Right? I do want to be the main star. I wanna have main you know what I mean? And I think that's what he's done. And so to have that, and also to have the debate, you've seen, you, you've been to Floyd's gym, right? I'm sure you've been, you've been, yeah, right? When you're in Floyd, when you're in Floyd's gym, you got guys, and the 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 main thing they're talking about boxing. There's arguments on boxing. There on this thing. You know what I mean? I've been in that gym many times. I handle all the little boys, especially when they try uh, Roger May will try to bring me up to his wall, all the all the fight. I see you really pick on the wrong person to talk about that, you know, right? But that's what Andy Joshua needed and now he's got it and I think we're going to see a kind of, kind of Klitschko-ish uh, kind of what Lennox Lewis did when Lennox Lewis uh, hooked up with Emmanuel Stewart and then he became like, to dominate with his jab see the on of the knockout, then take the knockout, right? Not be so rust or perplexed to try and get the knockout and that, that's only a good thing to, to Anthony Joshua and the reason why I'm saying that, when he fought Andy Ruiz in the second fight he had to overcome so many things going into that fight. Do you know how I many demons were running through his head? Like, boy, he could catch me again and knock me out, you know. Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? So he overcome that. So I think we should give um, Andy Joshua all the credit in the world for, for what he did or how he demonstrated, because he boxed. The reason why it was a masterclass, because that's not his style of fighting. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? It's like me saying, imagine if you paid for a, 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 a Jay-Z concert and then he, he sang like Pavarotti, you think something's going on right? That's what you kind of got with Joshua when he won back to Josh when he won back the world title.
0: This weekend, uh, the rematch, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, or Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, however you want to put it. Um, very intrigued, most people I speak to are split, uh, mm. and they look at the first fight, and some people say "Look, it was closer than people thought. It, it was closer. It wasn't just a clear-cut Tyson Fury victory. Couple of points, Tyson Fury has gone on record to say, He's going to knock him out. Yeah. His team have said he's going to knock him out. Deontay Wilder said yesterday, Tyson Fury, my two-year-old son punches harder than you. Spence, break it down. Um,
1: if Tyson Fury opts to box, right? Opts mm-hmm. to box, and forgets this... This, I think this could be a small screen anyway. Opts to box, he is meant to soundly outpoint right. Deontay Wilder. But the but is this, Deontay Wilder's punching power is ridiculous, right? And the thing with Deontay Wilder before, I'm telling you this now, he didn't know how to throw his right hand properly. Seriously, he didn't. Now, we've seen an improvement since the Brazil and then the Ortiz fight, here is a man now who has found the art of patience, but he knows how to trigger that right hand properly now. He's not drawing his hand back like he's trying to throw a stone or be like David and Goliath kind of thing, right? With a slingshot. He's throwing that right hand straight. As he throws that straight, that's a dangerous shot for him to catch anybody with because you're going to sleep.
0: He's a very unique fighter. Do you feel like he now no longer cares if he r- loses any rounds? When he fought Luis Ortiz, he literally lost six, seven rounds yeah, on the bounce. Mm. He's so confident
1: in his power that he needs that one Yeah, shot. but you got to think. Did he change gear in that fight against Luis Ortiz? He didn't. So it's not like there was no desperation. Right. He, he's just got to fight at a level because Tyson Fury ain't no joke. Do you know what I mean? I see like in the, in the first fight, Tyson Fury came out in the first round. He threw like four jabs. And they were all crisp. Right. And he's a big man and he's got movement. That was then. Tyson Fury had two comeback fights against two also-rank guys that you wouldn't hire for sparring, Right. Then he goes in and fights Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder may, not, may have been a bit took him a little bit lightly as well. We don't know. And this is what makes this a great, intriguing fight. Um, but it depends if Tyson Fury can pop can pop his left jab and hit him with the right hand and and pull his pull, pull out of the way without jumping out of the way because Wilder can jump on you and like throw those winging shots at you, right? But if he could do that, then Tyson Fury could easily win this fight soundly on points. But there's something about... The patience of Deontay Wilder and Punchy Power, then it makes it a very, very difficult fight to go. But if someone put a gun to my said who's gonna win, then I'm gonna say Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury on points. To be safe. But I've got some nagging feeling that, that that Deontay Wilder could get Tyson Fury early. Now I'm talking like in the first two rounds. But if not I could see Tyson Fury winning between nine and nine, 11 rounds, between nine eleven rounds and between that gap. Some strange reason I think like Tyson Fury not knock him out but could bludgeon him with shots, make him miss enough, befuddle him enough to, to, to stop him. Because there are certain times Tyson Fury was really overly cautious of that punching power of Deontay Wild in the first fight, you could see it. Right? You throw shots and be like jittering, like uh, right? When you've been in with a man that can punch really hard and you're going the second time, you adjust to you know the punching, you know what's gonna come at you, you know what's gonna come at you, right? So, I, I can see Tyson Fury on points, but you know what? You can never bet against um, Deontay Wilder, but I can actually see Tyson 3 on points, either, or either way. For the fact that I'm sitting down saying, ooh, I don't really, ooh. But I'm gonna still go for Tyson Fury points, but don't be surprised if Tyson Fury don't cause that stoppage from nine to 11 rounds. Remember I said?
0: Spence, who would you compare Deontay Wilder's power to in boxing heavyweight history?
1: No one. He's got a unique punching power. Right? Can we say he's like a punching power like George Foreman? No, because George Foreman was actually, it's weird, because we got two versions of George Foreman, yeah? we got a George Foreman in 1974 when he won the world we got George Foreman in 1994 when he knocked out Michael Mora, right? Okay. When you look at those two guys, the, the difference is massive because George Foreman became a veteran, became very smart, tuck out, walk you down, and became this cuddly, you know what I mean, bright effervescent character. But the George Foreman who was fighting back in, in in like the 70s, the guy who won the 1978 Olympics in 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 uh, what was it in Mexico or was it Tokyo, right? He was a, was a horror, right? But he wasn't scientific, right? So there's similarities to that George Foreman because he wasn't scientific, but he was still more scientific than Deontay Wilder. And the next thing you gotta realize is that Deontay Wilder hasn't been in boxing for a long time. He's relatively a novice himself. So he's learning on the job himself. But i give the guy his credit. He's been champion for X amount of, This is his this is his tenth title defence, right? Maybe 11th, I'm not. 11th title defence. You got listen, our props Deontay Wilder. And not only that, but he's a guy who's fighting with a purpose. You know saying of fury is fighting with a purpose, but he's actually fighting for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These daughters have sort of got spinal bifida, right? His daughter's got spina bifida, uh, uh, you know what I mean? He's from Alabama, right? Knowing Alabama, it's said adverse racism land, there, right? Trust me, us black folks in London go easy. So uh, he's gone through a lot. So I rate him that he's using his platform to speak about certain things that people shy away from. Or, you know what I mean? You know, it's like he'll say certain things and like you know, the press don't pick up on it. Like, no, let's just leave that one out. No, nah, I rate Deontay Wilder, man, seriously. If you had the choice,
0: of seeing a fight between the two and Auntie Joshua, who would it be? Between who? The two, Tyson Fury and John Tewala and Auntie Joshua. From a, a fan perspective,
1: what would be best? From, from a fan perspective, um, it depends on a fight on the weekend. Depending on how both guys handle themselves, then I'll say, right. But for me, for, like, for the barbershop talk, I just being 100. The barbershop talk, all my guys like, they're like Deontay Wilder, Auntie Joshua. Because in the head, everyone, everyone. and this is not being disrespect to Annie Joshua, I love Anthony Joshua, he knows that as well. And if he doesn't think that, then he's, a, he's, he's stupid. People are saying, Joshua can't fight Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury will be him. Tyson Fury is a real general, Tyson Fury's right. So that's what, that's what that's the talk. So I'd rather see Anthony Joshua, Versus Deontay Wilder, for the simple fact of both men are known for knocking guys out. And it's not just, dis- right? And, uh, okay, right. So to bring that real excitement that we're going to see a real dust up, and unfortunately, we're living in an era now where people are microwaves, that we're just hearing now. We, do, we don't, we don't want to wait for things. that We want to right now, right now. It's on demand. Press the button, click. want to watch it, right? That's how we are now. So because of that, then that's the fight that I like. That's our thing. That's the fight that would generate more interest.
0: Spence has come out and it's very commonly known that Eddie Han has said that he wants the winner of that fight and it will take place in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. because the money is just too good. Now, right. we're not talking five, six, 10 million difference. We're it's talking money, yeah. three, potentially four times the difference. Yeah. Do you understand that from a fight perspective of, of why they will go
1: no, no, no. Number one to one foreign is this. country? No, no, number one is this, right? We have to be, I'm, I'm calling it as it is, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia has got a lot of stick over recent times, human rights issues and da 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 and all the rest of it and I'm saying, okay then, I hear all of that on the human rights issues, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I, 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 I've not known Saudi Arabia for, 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 lynching, for lynching people who look different than them and stuff like that. So is the human rights of Saudi Arabia worse than the human rights that was gone through in the 60s of black people in America? Exactly, but Saudi Arabia, I'll tell you why Saudi Arabia gets, because Saudi Arabia is an Islamic country, right? Islam, as Eddie Griffin, um, the comedian says, like, it's, they, they do things that not conducive to, to the Western world. So if you're saying, well, well, like, you can't drink. You know what I mean? Women have to look a certain way. Women have to cover themselves. They can't be wearing revealing clothes and stuff like that. Then you're saying, well, ooh, well that's human rights. On certain things it's been a bit crazy, like women not being able to drive That's nuts, right? But... Women
0: now can drive.
1: I know they can, right? But I'm saying, like, on those kind of things, so I'm saying, like, I know the stigmas that go with Saudi Arabia, like, you know... But they're living by a system. And, and, and systems have rules, and they're living by that ruling. So who am I to... If I was to, if I was to go into, into um, Saudi Arabia, people are going to give it stick but for the simple fact that it's a Muslim country. But they're trying to now modernize certain things. They're trying to say, okay, then we'll these, these These things are offerings of priest branches to, to get eyeballs on the country, right? I can't complain about that. You been to Saudi? You know what I mean? Have you been to Saudi? Yeah. You, you, you went on Hajj?
0: No. no well, okay, well,
1: there. right, you've been, right. So this is what I'm trying to say to you. Like, you go to the country, everyone I know who's been there, there's nothing but love. So, sometimes we just got to get rid of the stigmas attached to certain things and yeah, if the money's right for guys to go out there then they should go out there of course I'd love the fight to be in Great Britain if Tyson Fury, if Tyson Fury and, and, and um, Deontay Wilder, right? I'd love it to be here but economically, it's not viable and what a what fighter's called fighters are not just called cool fighters they're called professional fighters that means that's your profession that means that you are a prize fighter I means that the prize is the financial gains and the rewards because if there was no financial gains and rewards they'd stay amateur can't not that you know what I mean? If the money's out there, you're a world champion. You're not just champion of the UK. You know what I mean you're not champion of the Americas. You're a world champion. So if you're a world champion, you should better take that global that of, that, of the globalization. You better take it out and show everyone that I'm a world champion. I'm fighting on this continent, that continent. Do you know what I mean that, that that that's like the set Ali went everywhere, man? The thrill in Manila, the Rumble in the Jungle. You know what I mean? Ali went everywhere. Ali even had an exhibition in Japan. Come on man. So therefore, call it as it is. People want to get to the stigma of, oh, Saudi Arabia, oh, right? do you know what I mean? Everywhere you go is going to be bad, yeah? But it's to your mindset and it's how you want to take things in your mind and how you're going to find it when you go there. And I've got nothing but love for being out in Saudi Arabia. They even, they, the, the what was it, the PIF even sponsored the show that I do with Tundi and they pay us a lot of money, right? Uh, to, to talk about this fight. And I think they're trying to do the right thing um, by by using this entertainment, you know what I mean, to, to, to bring in people to change the, the the stigma about the country. No one can knock it. Spencer's
0: finally on this. Um, are we going to see who the number one heavyweight is on Saturday or is the number one heavyweight not fighting on Saturday?
1: How can Anthony Joshua be the number one heavyweight when Anthony Joshua lost his fight prior? So because of that, you've got two undefeated fighters in there, so I think that they, whoever wins that fight should be the number one. Joshua Joshua's the number two heavyweight and then Then Joshua is going to be the number two.
0: Just finally finishing on Anthony Joshua against Pulev. We obviously know Pulev lost that fight to Vladimir Klitschko many years ago, mm-hmm. and since then had been building his career back up again, but he seems to be at the latter stages of his career now. Does he possess any issues or any problems with like anti Joshua in
1: June? He does because he's got a sneaky left hook and Aunt Joshua Joshua's susceptible to left hooks, right? And that's the truth. And anyone over 14 stone, he's trying to change, you could get hurt from it. But I could see Annie Joshua stopping him in the same manner that he stopped for bacon. But was that seven rounds, seven, eight rounds? Clinical? Uh, I hope so. You know, I mean? but, it, you know what I mean? now he's got this he got this new facet now, Andy Josh Josh's boxing now, he's, he's watching fights and stuff. So um but I still see any Josh stopping him around about seven or eight
0: Spencer it's always a pleasure catching up with you. Man, we, we could carry on
1: talking for yeah, a long time. We could time. carry on, but you're gonna chop that up anyway. And it's just nice to see you uh, on on IFL. I'm just looking at Unis on Unis thing there. My haircut is sharp, so I got to big up my guy Michael right down in down in South Norway. That is a sharp haircut there, man. Seriously, I'm so keep doing what you're doing. the podcast. Tune into The Fight is Right, myself, Babatunde Ajayi, we give the proper breakdown which is coming out tomorrow. By the time this goes out, you get a proper breakdown of the fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I'm very, very grateful for all of the support.
0: Spencer Ferrer for IFL TV, thank you very much.